Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 17, Episode 4. Volette, are you okay? Are you okay, Volette? The book... What? Don't look at me like that. There was a bloodstain on the carpet reference. Twice! I hate you. Butts, butts, butts. <laughs> I mean, you didn't notice that like right away. All the times it said blood stains on the carpet, there was it was at least twice was it was verbatim blood stains on the carpet in there. Really? Yes. Huh. So many Annie, are you okay? References or whatever. Smooth Criminal, you know. Yes. The song's the called song, Annie, are you Annie, okay? Are you okay? <laughs> it's not like I'm a, I'm not the biggest Michael Jackson fan in the world. I'm gonna I'll put that. Hi, I'm Jeff. By the way, that's John. Welcome to Expounded Universe. Yeah. Jeff, not the biggest Michael Jackson fan. I'm not. I I I'm okay with several of his big jams, but. It's not like I could tell you even what album Smooth Criminal's on. I don't know. Probably, well, bad. I only have ever owned one Michael Jackson album. Really? Yeah. Wow. Guess. Uh, I don't know. Dangerous. Dangerous is correct. Okay. Just because that's the right era for me. It's the era where I've got my first Discman, and I went to the store, and my, my I had a Discman, and I was like, I want two albums, and I got Michael Jackson's Dangerous, and I don't know why. I've never been a fan. And also, I got MC Hammer's Too Legit to Quit. Don't know why. Also never been a fan amazing yes <laughs> yeah no i i have only owned one michael jackson album it's bad probably or, no no okay none of the ones you would immediately think of yeah the album right before he was done i think it was called like invincible or something yes, yes yeah. it was yeah i got yes. that right that after was... right after his story or whatever it was called yeah yeah that was the trip to the record store where i got that uh Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style and an Ozzy Osbourne CD. And I, you know, went up to the counter and was like, I don't have taste in music. Please, all of these. <laughs> I remember after I bought those two albums and I listened to them in my room and I was like excited because I was listening to CDs with CD quality sound on a real Discman because it was like, I don't know, 1993 or whatever. Yeah, it was incredible. My dad stole it so we could listen to fucking Steely Dan and Eagles albums in the fucking living room because he just connected it to his old ass Wi-Fi system. So I didn't see it again for like eight months. And the reason I finally sought it out and took it back is because I had a crush on a girl who was way into U2. Huh. And I was like, oh, I got to get some U2 well, that's music. that's weird that she was way into me as well. Uh, well, I mean, funny story. <laughs> you are currently dating her. <laughs> funny story. Yes. <laughs> But no, she was like way into U2 at the time. And and so I was like, well, I better buy some U2 so I, I understand what's cool about it. And I went to the store and I bought like the wrong album. I thought, ah! uh, I mean, obviously the right album was either going to be Joshua Tree or Octung Baby. Obviously. Uh, it, but I bought War because I was like, well, I better get the early stuff so I understand the early stuff. So I got like their I first. I get the deep cuts. So I got like their first album. And I listened to it. I was like, well, this isn't the kind of big melodramatic sweepy crap that she likes to cry to in the back of cars. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck did I buy? This is like softish Irish punk. And yet I loved it. And yet. It's a fucking killer album. And there you go. Yeah. So that's. And what... the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> Should have just gotten Joshua Tree or probably Octung Baby. I mean, I prefer it personally. Yeah. 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 I mean, I also really like Zuropa. I, I like everything from around the Octung Baby era. Now, I've only owned one U2 album. Oh, am I going to guess this one, too? Uh-huh. Uh, Lemon. No. Uh, D Disco, whatever it's called. I think it made the same album. Uh, no, it's the, it's the one home, that has, October like, Sky. Beautiful Day. <laughs> oh, okay. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I forget what the album name is. <laughs> But yes, this is why we don't have a music podcast, yeah, by the way. Because the only <laughs> records I ever owned from big name people are like, it's that one record that no one liked. <laughs> I got that one. If you ever wonder why the two of us don't have a comprehensive musical discussion podcast, it's because we have enough information to vaguely irritate people who know anything about music. Yeah. It's the exact level. <laughs> I also only had one corn album. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me it was not Freak on a Leash. No. Or Bullet, whatever that was called. No. Yeah. It was, what the hell, the one with a kid on it. I don't know. That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> the one it was, with the kid on it. <laughs> no, it was like, uh, like, I don't know, Untouchable oh, or some shit. Who cares? It's a corn album. It was, again, one of their weird, not popular albums, because every time I get an album, it's like, nah. Wrong one. 
You did. You got you the did, wrong one. You didn't do it right. <laughs> this is why you should be like me and just be obsessive about Tom Petty, because there is no wrong album. All of his albums have at least three really fucking good songs on yeah, them. Yeah, no, I'm that exact same way, just with Weird Al. Oh, well, yeah, Weird Al's also... I mean, we had a th- that came up in, in the Discord recently, where I was like, "Oh, Weird Al's like the the Mark Hamill of singers. Like he's been around for forever, and you keep expecting him to do something stupid and piss everyone off, and he just doesn't." And everyone was like, "Oh no, he did. <laughs> you just didn't know about it." Um, I don't remember. I think it was just that he used to a long, long time ago use. Uh, I think transvestite shows up in Albuquerque, and nowadays, of course, you can't do that anymore. Uh, but that song's from like what ninety one or something like that. So I think he may have apologized for it by now. Yeah, no. I mean, there's. <laughs> it's definitely like yeah, back in like the mid eighties when he put out a record. Sure, maybe he didn't use all the best stuff. Yeah, to me the big the big scare point was when he released Word Crimes and he uh, he put spastic in it. Yeah, and that is a no no word, but primarily in England. Uh, here it it just means kind of herky jerky motions. Yeah. But there it means something else, and he didn't know. But when he found out, as far as I know, he just immediately was like, "Oh shit! I'm sorry. I had no idea." Yeah. Ah, uh, crap. I'm I ain't British. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, that's you know I feel bad for even saying it now. I'm trying. These are these are all being held in linguistic tweezers. By the way, you guys can't see it because it's a podcast. But I'm air quoting so hard, <laughs> so I've hard. Got giant novelty fingers on for the air quotes. I put two of those big number one foam fingers on each and hand. I'm just manually bending them. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I've got two on each hand so I can air quote properly. <laughs> That's the only reason I own them. Uh, I'm not a Cubs fan. <laughs> All four of them are for the Cubs. Yeah, the, you gotta support the Cubbies. <laughs> gotta support my Cubbies with these air quotes. Star Wars. So Star Wars is a book. <laughs> Boy, we probably can't use any of that. Yeah, nah, we're gonna. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Streets of Shadows. We got uh, seven and eight, mm-hmm. and uh, chapter seven's a doozy. We got oh, a lot of shit going just, on. It just goes and goes. It feels like it should have been two chapters. Yes, because it like has an entire long thing and then there's sort of an ending to what you would think would be the chapter and then it just switches perspectives and keeps going yeah exactly so it opens right where the last it doesn't the last chapter ended with uh den wandering the streets moping about his salon or whatever yeah his Uh, the mean streets yeah talking about the filth that piles up here (laughs) down on the scum rose (laughs) i'm sick of these people and the tangle of their lives that that speech but this one opens with, oh, by the way, you don't have to worry about how Zeltrons can like put out pheromones or whatever, because here comes some Jedi bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's just immediately like, yeah, Jax went, oh, oh, you're putting out the you should do what I say pheromones. I'm going to go ahead and force know that. Yeah, it turns out that anyone who's had experience with fer- or any Jedi anyway, who's had experience with pheromone species just kind of radiates out a warm field around themselves of excited air molecules that kills the pheromones on approach. Yeah, well, That's I mean, honestly, pretty great for like avoiding farts too. You think? <laughs> oh no! Then it just makes it a warm fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just stop other people's farts from getting to you. They can't get past your what's adiabatic heat shield or whatever that he says he generates. Yeah. Although I would love to see it just be like really warm and shimmery around that dude's head. <laughs> You're like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, you stink. Now, granted, this is defensible. This isn't you know, just standard cheating Jedi 10-year-old bullshit. Like, uh, you know, I have an invisible shield that protects me from pheromones. He did just do spend the last book fighting Shizor. Yeah, no, and that's, the book is like, yo, I had to deal with a falling, so clearly I was like, yo, I gotta do my research and figure out what the fuck. He jumped on Wikipedia and he was like, alright, what other species do stink, do stink attacks? I gotta know. I gotta know every species that does stank, stank power. And Zeltrons are probably right at the bottom of that list because their name starts with Z. What? And so he he was like, okay, I got it. I get. I I assume Z is also the last letter of the Orabesh alphabet. Yeah. You know, don't come at me. It's fine. Everyone's. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh. So. So anyway, yeah. He uses a heat shield. Now he does sense that she's really doing it. She is putting out the stank. Oh yeah. He puts it up after he's like, oh, I can tell that she's trying to use these pheromones on me. Like mm-hmm. they are starting to work. So I will 
cut it off now and then come to my senses. And he exchanges a quick glance with Loranth, and we actually noticed that the quick glance with Loranth happened in the last chapter as well. Den said that the two Jedi were exchanging glances, so obviously we're just getting an update on what that was. She's doing the same thing. She has the same ability to just kind of go, nah, no stinks. No, I don't want no stinks. <laughs> Stink is a smell that can't get no love from me. <laughs> Hanging out the passenger side. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, so the, the uh, but the important point here is that he's not like mad about it or anything. He's already agreed to help her. He's just like, look, Zeltrons do that. That's, I mean, it, uh, it's the same thing for other species of just being argumentative or, imp or, or uh, imploring like, uh, their, oh, yeah. their way of being convincing is to smell at you really hard. Oh yeah. And he's like, I don't blame you. If you're the type of person who's like, I need to get off planet because I feel like, Someone is going to be after me. Yeah. Using your stink powers is not exactly like, oh, how dare you? Yeah. Plus, I think he might have it in his head that it's like partially instinctive that just because she really, really wants help getting off planet, her body's going to do the stink work for her, whether or not she like she can't really stop that aspect of she's just like really asking. Oh, no, she can. I know. Of course she can. She's a, she's obviously the bad guy or, or a noir good guy girl. She's a femme fatale. She's a femme fatale. Except that we've established that in Star Wars, they're not called that. Because later fatal in... Fatal Femmes. Fatal Femme. <laughs> uh, I think the Fatal Femmes used to fight the Legion of Superheroes. I saw the Fatal Femmes open for <laughs> Sonic Youth. I mean, I've seen the Violent Femmes, but I spent most of my time watching people fall through the roof support potties at that show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he's like... Also, because I did my research on all the stink races, I do know that they have, as well, the ability to do their whole empathic sending thing and force you to feel stuff. He's like, she's not doing it yet, but I'm pretty sure if she tried, I could block that with the force as well. But, you know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. So at least she's not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So she's not, I mean, at least it's not as far as he can tell. I'm pretty sure he would notice if she tried to telepathically make him more receptive to help. Uh, but I wonder, I'm wondering if that isn't more non-instinct, like, uh, I'm not, I'm trying to figure out what the opposite of instinctive is learned, well, learned behavior, uh, where she's just like, I'm not going to pull that one because he already said yes. He said yes right away. Yeah. It's just, I've already got my stink going. So it's in the room. Yeah. So he's just like, all right, all right. We're, we're not even going to mention the stink thing because that might be rude to her culture or whatever. We're just like, look, we're going to help you. So here's the deal. I'm going to look around the room and start tossing off assignments about who needs to do what for this operation. Get this lady and her boyfriend off planet. Yeah. So um, first person to get an assignment is Loranth. Loranth and Den are to go talk to the regular people and do the regular thing. Uh, we don't know what that is yet. Yeah. Um. But that that's when he finally notices, oh, shit, Den's not in here. Where's Den? Yeah, he's like, all right, Lorantha Den, you're going, hey, wait a minute, where's Den? And I'm like, come on, man, you noticed the stink smell power and you didn't notice your friend getting up and leaving the room right away? Well, Awkward. I mean, there's a sexy lady and you got to focus on your anti-stink shield. <laughs> that's fair. But maybe if, maybe if Den smelled worse, he'd get some attention around here. It's interesting, though, because he puts up the shield. They have the little, like, look between the two of them that Den sees. Mm-hmm. And then almost immediately, he's like, all right, now we'll go ahead and give assignments. Oh, where's Den? And then Den immediately comes back in, and I'm like, really short walk. You were outside for like two seconds. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> well, good to know they're on the ground floor of this apartment building, because he was out on the actual street for that, that little monologue he had. Oh, yeah. It's basically <laughs> like he opened the door, started to walk, and he went, hey, Den. And he's like, ah, Maybe fine. he was monologuing on the fire escape. Just walking around out there. Oh, these streets. These. I tells you these streets, they ain't no good. And he, it wasn't even that he needed to give Dan an assignment. It was just embarrassing that he was out there monologuing. Dan, you're monologuing again. <laughs> I tell you, I'm one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. <laughs> you're doing the uh you're doing the watchman speech again, Dan. <laughs> it's not that uh, cool. The rains are coming. <laughs> it's not that cool, Dan. <laughs> Dan, I need Dan. to I need to let you know. Dan, people aren't supposed to idolize Rorschach, Dan. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> uh but yeah. So, you know, Den comes in and he's kind of surly. Mm -hmm. He's just like, Yeah, well, I needed some fresh air. You know what I mean? Not without like stinking it. <laughs> <laughs> not like I'm going to get any on this planet. Oh, the collected stinks of a million worlds, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah, God's yeah. sake. 
you don't know about it, but my species has a special thing. We all know about your cell on, Den. We know about it. You've talked about it like a million. You monologue so much. You don't. You don't understand. You think it's in your head. It's not. <laughs> And of course he's Solaston, so it all comes out as just burr, 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 burr. <laughs> That would be great if you're just walking past him as he's like walking down the street in a trench coat, just <laughs> You're in here with me. And, anyway, uh, anyway yeah. yeah, the two of them are being sent off to talk to the regular people about the regular thing. Uh, Ronan, the Elomine, who we're just going to call an Elomine for this book, although he is not, yep. uh, is also given an assignment. You go contact the people at the ports. Mm -hmm. he's, he's on port duty. I-5, the droid in Freeway, is assigned to go with uh, Jax, who's going to go uh, accompany... Uh, Dej. Deja, Dej, uh, to her apartment to meet with uh, Vespolet. Yeah, because, you know, he's sort of, I guess, in charge around here. So he's like, all right, I'll meet the client. You guys uh, go make preparations. I'm the whitest, guyest person in here. <laughs> I'm the most white and the most male. So I'm in charge. Wait, how are you defining yourself as the most male? Hey. <laughs> well, my monologues don't sound like I'm blowing bubbles, Dan. <laughs> That's very offensive. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> it's happening again. Uh, it, and then I I think we just, it's not that we follow them at this point. I think it, this is the point where we follow uh, Aura Sing for a while, or is that the next chapter? No. That's, okay. No, we do follow them. Okay, yeah. Then they go out to get in, in Deja's car. And Deja's got a cool hover car, and I like the idea that you park hover cars by just park like sending them like ten feet in the air, yeah. So they're not in anyone's way. Instead of hitting a little button and it goes like boop boop and it's locked, you hit the button and it just goes. Whoop, I'm yeah. ten meters up. Yeah. So now no one's gonna get it, but like I don't know, Hodins and especially jumpy Wookies. <laughs> Wookies, what got so game. jumpy? <laughs> oh, <a> speeder. <laughs> Some Wookiee that's got mad basketball skills is going to steal a bunch of cars this way, but yeah. But I mean, I was just thinking when it said like, oh, it was 10 meters up, I went, you realize this is an entirely vertical city and someone's <laughs> just going to be on the like 10th floor going, ooh, free speeder. Someone monologuing on a fire escape. Ooh, <laughs> speeder. <laughs> a beautiful speeder. So mean to Celestins today, and it's my own fault. Uh, but yeah, we get a whole description of the car, obviously because let's go. You know, Deja is kind of like the most interesting thing in any room she happens to be in. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's wearing a virtually invisible, shimmery micro dress. Obviously, she's got to have got to have the sexiest car in town. I do find it amusing that her sexy car is her colored. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a deep maroon. So now. Her hair, her skin, her car, her clothes, everything is just the same color. Just all red. She's just really into red. And it, I like the part where, where they see the car, obviously, it's like a well-appointed, just, you know, picture a fucking Infinity car or whatever, like a Jaguar. Yes, or an Infinity car. A car yeah. that goes on forever. For forever. Fine. Just pick a, picture, picture a Jaguar or something. It's that. It's a space Jaguar. Who cares? Uh, but there's a point where Jax is looking at it and like, this is the first time I've ever seen a car tinted to match its owner. And I was like, man, I would love to see some human-colored cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, immediately, I was like, man, if I had a weird, fleshy-colored Some Cronenberg car. car. Be like, oh, ew, don't, no, don't. Ah, please come aboard my four-door meat sedan. <laughs> ew. Is that, is that a come on, or are you actually just asking me to get in your car? Oh, shit, there's cum on my car. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, no. I think it's probably because it's flesh-colored. Someone wanted to fuck the new flesh car. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Long live the new flesh car. Uh, but yeah, we also get a, <laughs> a wonderful thing here where he's like, yeah, no, I, it's my turn to walk the mean streets and tell you about how they're terrible. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it's, it's dark down here. The sun's about to set up top, but it's always dark on the ground. Yeah, and all these... These lights were made to last for centuries, but they've been here for millennia, and they don't work no more, and you can only see by the glow rods that people carry, and it's so goddamn loud. We also get his, yeah, it's loud because, as he mentions, everyone's talking. 
There's just a million people talking. And one of my favorite things we've seen about this book so far, and we're only, what, seven chapters in at this point in the reading, and uh, it's really obvious that the author is just Googling lists of things. Oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, there's a thousands and hundreds of languages and patois and pigeon, you know, like Cheyun, Doris, Bachi, Hapen, and multiphonic other voices. Okay, break that down. I have no idea how Cheyun and Harim are, the first two or whatever, but the third one's Bachi, which is the... Oh, bi- Doris, so I assume Duro. Oh, Duro, yeah, that makes sense. The third one is Bachi, which is a word from New Hope. It is the language of moisture evaporators. <laughs> Gotta be a lot of those on Coruscant, just, just carrying on. Just hanging out, <laughs> just hanging and banging. The binary language that probably sounds like one one zero 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 one zero. Uh, and then Hapen, okay, cool, that's neat, a reference to the Hapes Consortium, which, as I recall at this point, is still about 30, 40 years away from doing anything. It's rigidly xenophobic at the moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will not have anyone in this sector for a while. Yeah, interesting that people are out there. I mean, I guess maybe the Hapes Consortium does describe like a whole ass sector of space. Like, it's a tremendous amount of... of, of uh, area that sure there's hapens there but there's also like other species that are like under their kind of auspices so yeah, they may- have their own empire so maybe some of them are in here speaking hapen but it is weird that like when we you would to- even be able to pick that out yeah given that where did you go to learn hapen that you could pick it out from hundreds of voices and remember in courtship leia was like holy shit hapens this is a mysterious and crazy event exactly i'm like it was still weird and mysterious in like 30 years from this point yeah. in the storyline and the the emperor's not exactly like come on in everybody let's join in <laughs> i mean hapens are human so he would empire though and he has been there we know because he's he, that's where he parked his girlfriend remember remember old geth zarion she's not in the hapen cluster no she, oh that's right she's on dathomir which is under the control of the hapens it's in their zone isn't it no yeah, no, it no. is. It is. No, it isn't. It, oh, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you. I'll right, tell you right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, they get yeah. In her, they get in her fancy car. <laughs> uh anyway, yes, she's got one of those cool. I've got fins on the back, like pink Cadillac type mm-hmm. cars. <laughs> she's got the car that Alf had in his cartoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's that specific car. She's very Ready Player One about this. Well, I mean, given that if you listen to our bonus content at <laughs> patreon.com slash system mastery, $2 level. Uh, you would have found when I had talked about the Kamasi that they basically look like Alf anyway. <laughs> it's true, they do. So Maybe it's his car. <laughs> it, could, it very well could be. I got a great deal on this car from a guy named Gordon. Well, now I've got a great suspicion as to who killed him. <laughs> Based on the uh, the track record oh, of... Oh, it's himself. It's himself. Yeah. Ha! I killed me! <laughs> Great. Yeah. I there's, get it. It's the joke. I'm with you. Yeah, you see? <laughs> and they're, they uh, immediately take off because she drives like a crazy person and they're off on their way to the apartment. Yeah. And, you know, Jax has to be, again, with more of that detective stuff where he's like, uh, I'm going up to the nice part of town and here I am looking like a schlub and my, you know... Full Columbo cosplay. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I think he's about to get out Columboed in, oh, yeah. in the same chapter. But uh, yeah, he has a brief point where he's like, wait, does Vess know we're coming? And she's like, no, I tried calling him and he isn't answering. That usually means he's arting and he does his best art when he's really sad. So I don't want to interrupt him because the death of his home world might lead to some very good art. <laughs> it might be real lucrative <laughs> That's what I'm, if you what all I'm trying to say is like, oh, yeah, I'm sure 8 billion Kamasi just died, but. I gotta, I gotta move that art. But I mean, hey. I want another car the same color as me. <laughs> Maybe some more stuff the same color as me, too. I want an entire house that's just the same color as me. And when I'm walking around in it, it's like the Predator. You can't really tell. <laughs> uh, but yes, they, they get up there. And as soon as she puts her hand on the control panel to open the door. Oh, no, she screams because they're. Bloodstains on the carpet. Vesvalette's dead. Because mm-hmm. they live in a full, like, white and pearl and cream and ivory house. Yeah, they live in this fucking Trump house, jackasses. No, that would be if it was it's an gold. entirely it's gold. It's very gold, yeah. No, you're right. It's it's very much more like 
like the kitchen in any in any given Diane Lane or not. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You can try and make a I'll, reference or a joke. I'll try again in a minute when I remember who I'm talking about. Diane Keaton, by the way. There so you go. Trying to say whenever she's in one of those movies like The Family Stone or whatever, where it's just her wearing turtlenecks, hanging out in really nice kitchens. Diane Keaton wears a turtleneck coming <laughs> this fall. <laughs> but yeah, no, you can tell he's dead because there's bright red blood stains all over the white ass house mm-hmm. that's why she's screaming by the way she's like my carpet oh oh wait no this is great now it looks more like me <laughs> i should have soaked the carpet in blood years ago <laughs> what a great idea <laughs> hey uh how much blood you got on you right now Jax? <laughs> i don't know about a gallon gallon and a half <laughs> hmm we're gonna need more <laughs> we're gonna need more blood <laughs> we're gonna need new blood <laughs> Let me see if my new flesh car has any. (laughs) Uh, And that's when we jump forward a little bit and Prefect Polehouse shows up, who is more Columbo than Jax Pavan is. I love this guy. I mean... He's he's supposed to just be, from the purposes of this book, he's basically just the asshole cop who's in the way. But he's a Zabrak. Yeah. So we already know that's a Darth Maul, if you're wondering. Uh Except that he is not a rad Zabrak like Darth Maul. He is a, he's one of them brown ones that, you know, the MMO lets you know are the good guy Zabraks as opposed to the red ones that are the bad guy Zabraks. Uh, well, he doesn't have any of the standard tattoos that you would get yeah, as a Zabrak. No, no honor tattoos. He's just pale flesh colored and not a cool red or brown or anything. And uh, I guess brown is obviously. I mean, I assume he's probably just like pale white, like a rat attack. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. And uh, he also my favorite description piece about him is that his horns are not like in any kind of circle or pattern or anything. They're just random and shitty. Yeah, you just he's just got some horns. It's basically for Zabrak, the same thing as like, I've got shaggy hair. It's like, I didn't shave my horns down (laughs) into a pattern. He's got bed horns. Yeah. I woke up like this <laughs> when I was born and just didn't think to get rid of them because I know that some Zabrak shave their horns. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's like, oh, I don't have a hairstyle. I'm just shaggy. Yeah. I let them all grow. Yeah. So he just looks ridiculous. And, you know, completely like just shabby and slovenly. And- There's a whole point where it describes how he would have had to try to look this bad. Like he's like, oh, it had to have been like a spice addicted palsy afflicted doug who made his clothes <laughs> yeah obviously doug terrible at making clothes because his animation style was so wobbly yeah he was always missing stitches <laughs> well at least they didn't get dr Katz to do it <laughs> or the home alone kid or is it home, home movies home movies kids no they didn't get the home alone kid yeah, to they do didn't it. get macaulay culkin to make this star wars character's clothes and i was gonna say kids not just kids so maybe it was buzz buzz seems like he couldn't make any good clothes yeah i mean he's too busy going to infinity and beyond <laughs> but the home we movies do kids. more free association or what yeah but free association off my off my uh verbal gaffe which is just <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a sick little three-year-old right now. Aww. It's made my day very... It's a, little baby. it's a hard day. <laughs> She's barfing all over the house. Aww. Barfing up all of her rices and chickens. Aww. I know. Aww. I spent money on that. Aww. Okay, so anyway, a Doug is that three-eyed goat alien. That's yeah. Regis. The... No, wait, that's not right. That's... Was that... No, that's a Gran. I don't remember what a Doug is. I don't know. Maybe someone will do it for bonus content. Perhaps. I don't want to get too deep into the details then. I <laughs> But anyway, uh, oh, wait, yeah, you, that's not actually what you're doing yet. No. Oh, okay. So yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the whole thing with this guy is because he's a prefect, he doesn't have to be in uniform. Uh, he can pretty much just do whatever he wants. So he just looks like he rolled out of bed and got there. But Jax is like, you don't get to be a prefect in Coruscant's, uh, like police force by being a lazy slovenly piece of shit. He got there because he's real good, and now he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Exactly. He's a Columbo. He just he knows how to ask the right questions and so on, but he's never been all that concerned with, like, social climbing within the ranks or whatever. I like this guy. By the way, a Doug is Sebulba. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a Doug. Yeah, that's that. Those, them's the Dugs. Yeah. I know someone now, out there- Now, what's a Skeeter? <laughs> I think it's a Mosquito. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> 
I, I know someone's already halfway through tweeting at us. Like, that's Sebulba. That's Sebulba. They're from the planet Malastare, you assholes. <laughs> you absolute pieces of shit. <laughs> Diane Keaton wasn't even in the Family Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I want the exact cross section of people who know both of those things. Yeah, who love Star Wars prequel information and Diane Keaton movies. <laughs> Maybe she was. I've never seen it. Uh, it just seems like the kind of movie where she wears an immaculate turtleneck and hangs out in a kitchen that most people would kill anyone else to own. Uh, now, the murder investigation is interesting because, as we find out here, they have just an army of forensic droids that go through mm -hmm. and scan everything. So they're scanning every fiber of everything. They're scanning the air for various like inconsistencies and in what might've been breathed out. Yeah. There's a whole thing where like, if someone came in here and they had a different carbon dioxide to oxygen exchange rate, than the majority of species on the planet, then we can track them by that. Yeah. We would be able to narrow it down to what type of alien or person it was based on how they breathe. Yeah. They're like, yeah, if you're a murderer in uh, Star Wars and you're on one of the core planets that can do this shit, you're probably fucked unless you're very good. Yeah, you have to be extremely good. Presumably the best way to kill someone in that situation would be to, uh, on Coruscant, would be like drill a big hole in their window and drop in a giant hunter scorpion or yeah. centipede. Well, yeah. see, because then you wouldn't leave any of your own DNA yeah. or breathing or anything. What I'm saying is that this perfectly justifies that goofy assassination attempt by explaining why you can't go in there, because forensic science is so good. Oh, yeah, you could just put as many weird scanner droids as you want, and they'll be like, beep, boop, we know exactly who it is. You know, a big bug did this. <laughs> beep, boop, a bug. Ah, shit, arrest all the verpine. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The, uh, yeah, I don't know, Dazeem probably. Get that guy. Go it's, find it's, you Dazeem. Know what? Always a good idea to arrest Dazeem. <laughs> He's just the usual suspect. <laughs> He's the red herring of Star Wars. Except for that time he did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're going through everything. And, of course, uh, House, the uh, Columbo of this, is like, all right, any of you touch anything other than the door plate? You go in here. No. do anything and they're all like no we didn't touch you didn't even touch the body to make sure it wasn't alive oh yeah which yeah. one more thing <laughs> i mean that's a really good question to be like oh yeah we opened the door and saw a dead guy and we everyone immediately went no we're not going in there <laughs> yeah but except all three of them have really good excuses for why they didn't except one of them can't say his excuse because you know jedi so one of them's like yeah he had the stink of death on him i can tell because i can smell other people's pheromones and when they die they release a bunch of death pheromones that happen all at once everything yeah. every species does it i'm a i'm a zeltron and also there was zero empathic uh, transmissions coming off of him, which only happens if you're dead. Yeah. And uh, Pavon was like, yeah, what she said, whatever. And then finally, I-5 is like, I also detected that he was dead when I entered the room due to the high volume of blood that had come out of him and soaked into the carpet. Oh, yeah. No, I-5 is just like, yo, motherfucker, I was stationed at a battle uh, station during the Clone Wars and saw so many dead people. And let me go ahead and tell you how much blood a guy can lose. I love that because no one just says shut up. It's one of those speeches where you think someone will be like, shut up, God. Because he's like, how does your droid know so much about medical technology? How hmm? does he know whether someone's dead or not? And he's like, well. Let me explain to you that I was stationed on Rimsu for several years, and I've seen a lot of exsanguination deaths in my day, and I know the absorption rate of fibers and carpets, and I know exactly how much blood most humanoids need to lose before they die, and, and the whole time, everyone should just be like, quiet, droid. But <laughs> no, they let him go. They and he's go. like, until Look. the end, they're like, wow, that's a mouthy droid. <laughs> yeah, that droid's got some smart mouth. And he's like, yeah, he came that way. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they should. Obviously, droid liberation and droid rights across Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Universe, and there's nothing more annoying yeah. to me than when, like, someone's giving an explanation. They're like, shut up, you. Yeah. Hey, English. I know I asked you for this explanation, but stop giving it. English, please, Poindexter. Uh, but no, it, I'm just saying that normally in Star Wars, someone shuts a droid up about halfway through their speech. That's just the rules of droids. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, obviously House doesn't like this droid, and that's because he's Columbo and the droid is MASH. <laughs> and, and never the two shall meet. The droid is MASH. Not even someone from mash well i'm not even the saying show mash i'm also saying that that, that house is columbo from the show columbo i He's mean it's the a show columbo not the detective it's a coincidence columbo. that the that the detective on the show is also named columbo they are they are their respective shows 
Yeah, great. That's what I'm saying. So he's. I mean, what you want me to say? He's Hawkeye. Fine. He's Hawkeye. I don't care. He's some robot. <laughs> this Doctor. robot's got real hot lips. <laughs> But yeah, that's the battle we're having. He's Mash and the other guy's Columbo and they don't they they're oil and water. Yeah. <laughs> uh but we get the cover story for what Jax and I5 are doing here, which is that instead of this being a we're going to get you off the planet thing, it was she was concerned for their safety and so he is essentially like a, a private yeah. investigator/bodyguard that they were hiring to make sure no one killed them. <laughs> He's her private bodyguard, bodyguard for money. <laughs> well, I mean, most are, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and luckily, he's actually a licensed bodyguard, and he actually he's able to just turn over his license directly, to which House is like, huh, yeah, that's a new kind of license, all right, but it checks out, so I got nothing like, but, you know, one more thing. <laughs> you know, it's weird that you didn't call the proper authority, seeing that, you know, you were worried that someone was going to murder you and your partner, and she's like... Yeah, but I don't know if you know this, but all cops are bastards. Yeah, it's funny how uh, this is the the turning point for Deja, where she she switches from trying to maintain a cover story, being sort of straightforward, when he's like, hey, how come you didn't call the cops? She's like, I fucking hate the cops. The cops can't be trusted. They're part of the power structure. They're all pieces of shit. Look, the, the, uh, the Empire just blew up an entire planet where my partner was from, and, uh, you know, the police are part of the entrenched power system, and maybe I don't trust you. And he's like, but we're not political. It's yeah. like, you just murdered children at a, like, protest at a university. And he's like, yeah, some cops did that. Literally, <laughs> some bad apples. Yeah, he her. just bad apples at her, and she's like, go fuck yourself. I mean, I'm kind of sad that he just says, like, that was a rogue element or something, as opposed to that was a few bad apples. Because normally you hear that few bad apples argument, and you're all lined up with, like, oh, have you ever heard the, the rest of that you phrase? You know what that is. <laughs> you know, the, that phrase isn't just sometimes there are bad apples. Did you? <laughs> sometimes bad apples, and that's unfortunate. <laughs> That's the whole phrase, I think. <laughs> but no, I love that she's just like, no, you're a piece of shit and you're here to serve the status quo. So, nah, fuck off. Notably, he doesn't argue with her at that point when she's like, yeah, because he's like, oh, you know, that was a rogue element. And the cop who did that is currently under arrest and is probably going to get all kinds of sent up the river for it. Oh, he's he's definitely going on trial right now. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it's a, probably a grand tribunal type trial where a bunch of people who are afraid of cops get to say he didn't do anything. Really looking forward to that. Those always go so well. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for Kent stating us and uh, we'll go ahead and call you in about mm, never. <laughs> yeah. So but since he just says rogue element, she's and, and like, oh, and he's been arrested. She's like, yeah, I'm sure that's a lot of comfort to a bunch of dead kids. And he, at this point, he's like, Ugh, fuck, you've actually made me embarrassed for my station. I feel bad. I'm going to back off. Yeah. And so, you know, most of this is just him going, all right, well, we're going to fit you with essentially tracker collars so you don't go nowhere. Stay dirt side, you two, three, count the droid. Put a a fucking tracker on that mouthy droid of yours yeah he, he actually he's like oh, we need to pop that droid's head off and install some politeness chips because i don't like them <laughs> yeah well too bad <laughs> it's legal to make mouthy droids that's just a rule if you can't stop it and then uh we get a slight bit about how Jax is like you know they've got essentially actually workable uh lie detector machines here Oh, yeah, and he's like, a real Jedi, like a Jedi Master, is immune to that, that shit. They you could just fucking, with your eyes closed, just be like, yeah, sure, I'm a Wookiee, and I've got 27 penises, and it would never detect anything. Well, yeah, but that's because Wookiees traditionally have 27 penises. Yeah. It doesn't come up very often. They're very small. <laughs> they're all under the fur. All very, most people think they're nipples. They aren't. <laughs> Look, Wookiees are growers, not showers. <laughs> You never want to see an erect Wookiee. Looks like a porcupine, but like backwards, like they're all coming out of the front. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like, I could probably fool it a little bit, but if they try and dig deep, they're going to probably either find out something or I'm just going to pass out from the effort of trying to fuck right. over this machine. And you know, they're just going to be like, are you a Jedi? And uh, how long have you been a Jedi? And uh, have you told your parents yet that you're a Jedi? <laughs> If you saw a Jedi jacking off on a roof, would you help that Jedi jack off? Okay, that's not even how that question goes. This is terrible. <laughs> and yes, I would fin I would help. And, I mean, it's, yes, it's, it's, it's an order. We It's part of the deal. <laughs> Look, there's only so few of us left, so... <laughs> gotta help a bro, you, you gotta know? You gotta give a fellow Jedi a hand, if you know what I it's mean. It's not like I gotta reach over there with my actual physical... The Force is, is strong in all ways. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I got a choke grip I can use. 
Uh, <laughs> if I see my uncle Jedi. <laughs> do you help that Jedi off? Uh, all right. I think it's finally time to junk perspectives. Yeah. Now we get to Aura Singh, who is uh, getting storying everywhere. Yeah. She like gets aboard a uh, autopiloted limousine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And is like, ah, the comfort that I would never have having grown up as the baby of a spice addict. Yeah, because she's like riding along in this limo. Uh, she she has a whole thing where she's like, I have the best kind of clearance you can get unless you're in the military or in the government. My limo's allowed to fly in the government-only freeway, yep. uh, Sky Freeway. Everything's real nice, but I'm on edge because I'm a natural trained killer from beyond, and the, the comforts of this limo lean, mean nothing to me with my senses honed to perfection. Anyway, time to monologue about my drug mom. Yeah, I grew up on the mean streets of Narshida where my... Tim, get out of the car. We'll see you on everyone monologues in Sullivan. That's the best way. But yeah, she had a drug addict mother who would just like leave her in an alley when she went to go get high. Yeah, she was like walking along with her mom, feeling safe and loved, and then her mom just like dropped her. Didn't even put her down. Just dropped her and, and broke into a run because she saw a drug dealer. I was like, ooh, drugs. Ooh, ooh, excuse me, drugs. And ran off down the alleyway. And she was like a baby. She was like one or two. And so she was crying and screaming and, and uh, like scared and wet because it was raining. And eventually like crawled under a pile of rags and just stayed there for like 12 hours until her drug-addled mom came down off her high and remembered that her kid was in an alley and went to go find her. Yeah. So Terrible story. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, but thank you, mother, because you have made me the honed murderer that I am. I trust no one and rely only on my own senses. <laughs> I'm the best killer in the universe, except for the 50 million other best killers in the universe. She got a bit, She must have been really deep into the Kessel Spice, because normally that shit makes you hyper-aware and partially Force-sensitive. Yeah, you get kind of psychic, and you'd think you'd be like, oh, I can hear my baby screaming in my head. Yeah, she must be really good at taking it so she only gets the high part. <laughs> Uh, Maybe it's cut with something. Well, so, yeah, she's like, oh, I know I got sent here by Vader. I'm sure he wants me to murder someone because you don't hire me and take me off of a prison planet unless you want me to kill somebody. That's right. And then once again, she comes up with a quick list of things that might need killing. <laughs> and now a list of things that are also the best killers in the galaxy. I love the listing in this book. <laughs> I don't even remember. One of them was like a John Newell or something. A Janul, a Weakway, a Sakian warrior. Yeah. Which, that one really sounds like they like they just stuck a K in there to stop it from being Saiyan warrior. Yep. <laughs> it's it's Saiyan plus K. Uh-huh. He's trying to avenge the, the uh, dishonor dealt to his clan. Yes. Perhaps he'll use his Gallic gun. <laughs> or his big bang attack. <sighs> but uh, the... The little luxury vehicle doesn't stop off in the government part of town, even though it gets to use their freeway. Mm -hmm. doesn't stop off anywhere nice. It goes to a shitty little slum where it's always night, like we've spent most of this. Yeah. Because that's where Vader's going to meet with her, because I guess whoever he wants her to kill, he doesn't want anyone else to know? Yeah, that seems to be the case. And uh, also... I, I'm, yeah, it's right, because you think he'd just land on some featureless black plinth thing. Like the, oh, yeah. Like Vader's regular hangout spots, you It'd know? Like, what do you do? You land on the top of some building where Vader's like, hey, go kill this person, and then you get back in the car and fucking leave. Yeah. But instead, he wants to meet her in a creepy back alley, which is funny, because they try to describe it as an even creepier back alley than all the other back alleys we've been in so far, and you're like, it's not working. You've gone too high on alleys. <laughs> You've, we've gone through too many dark alleys for this to matter. Plus, but I this mean, one's got a Vader in it. In noir stuff, the bad guy isn't always hanging around in seedy dark alleys. They're usually rich. It should have landed on his cool yacht. Yeah. If it had gone to, like, his giant, you know, high up, all glass yeah, penthouse. Yeah, skyhook penthouse thing, yeah. One of those. That would have made some sense. But anyway, we also get a description that he's between, or she lands between two big towers, which are described as Coruscant hyper towers that go off into the, like, beyond her field of vision going up, but are Cyclopean in construction? Yeah. D- does that mean... Big. No, that's not what Cyclope... No, yes, it is. No, it means, it means made out of rough-hewn, indiv- irregular-sized stones. <sighs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and look it up. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I can't wait to be right. But I think it might also mean big. Sure. I'm hedging my bets on this one. 
But I was just like, well, I kind of maybe she landed between the two buildings on Coruscant that are made of big, lumpy, irregular rocks. Why not? Maybe one of them is the Baxter building and the other one is like the Things Baxter building. They yes, made it's a, they, the Things Baxter building. They made building. him his own out of lumpy rocks so we wouldn't feel out of place. Yes, there is of a relating to a style of stone construction marked typically by the use of large irregular blocks without martyr. Yeah. Or two, huge, comma, massive. Fine. <laughs> two. You, you can win with your Actually, three was second the, definition. That was the third one for the oh. rough-hewn stones. Oh, okay. The first one is like oh, a cyclops. Like a cyclops with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, Cyclopean Towers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big old towers mm-hmm. with one eye. Then she senses, oh, man, this book really tries to lean in heavy on the $3 words. Because we've already gotten, like, what, uh, that, that shield, that Anabactrian... Ba- anabactite abiobactrin yeah whatever it was shield that pre- re- prevents stinks from getting in then we get cyclopean and now we get uh susurration for describing vader's breath yep so she just hears vader because it's otherwise completely deserted here where yes. they are and vader comes out and she apparently has a lightsaber which i don't know where she got that from we knew she had one uh i it was a, a, probably just among her personal effects on the prison plant they had, in well, her in her like lockup had one but i assume if you get sent to prison they're not like and we'll just let you have a lightsaber in this room. No, you know, it's that part where you get walked out of prison and they, like, read off your personal effects and hand them to you. They had that all set. They had, like, you know, there's some fat cop behind a desk who was just like, all right, Aura Singh, one top-knot ponytail holder thing, another top-knot ponytail holder. You know what? You're a very poorly defined character. We don't know anything about you. Uh, eye smear makeup. There you go. No, I mean... <laughs> Given that you're on a prison area where it's like, you're going to work until you're dead, you don't have personal effects. The second they take shit from you, they're like, oh, we're selling this. <laughs> well, she was there for life. A lot of people are there for like a month for, you know, drunk driving or yeah, something. You it's, know how it is yeah. when you, you have a minor misdemeanor and then you go to death camp for a month. Yeah, I mean, it's Star Wars. This is a, this is a, a whole society where slavery is just cool. Everyone's just fine with that. Ugh. Obviously, yeah. prisons are just death camps, and sometimes you only go for a month. <laughs> They're happy camps. <laughs> uh, but she whips her lightsaber out just, you know, because she's like, oh, God, someone's there. Yeah. Like, not even I'm going to attack him. But Vader just immediately force flings the uh, lightsaber into his hand and then puts so much raw force energy into it, he blows the crystal up and is like, here you go, you piece of shit. Yeah. Never pull a weapon on me even if it's just because you're surprised, or I will murder you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a great description. He gets the saber, and she's like, ah, oh, shit, this dude's like a powerful force user too, isn't he? And then she notices the saber is getting brighter and brighter, and she's like, what the fuck is that? How is he even doing that? And then finally it flashes like a fucking flashbang grenade, and he, the only thing in the world she can see, because it's so bright, is Vader as just a shadow next to the light of the saber going off. And of course, she's like covering her eyes and trying to like not get blinded and he is just holding it right in front of his face like you look at this look at, look at this eh. i love fucking year one vader this is the coolest vader was ever going to be yeah which is that's like i've said a million times it's a real shame that episode three wasn't just vader young and angry and tooling around the galaxy doing order 66 by his fucking self uh nope but yeah here we have him just completely destroy this thing Throw it to the side and be like, hey. uh, Don't pull weapons on me. If you pull a weapon, you're going right back into the death camp. And she has already pulled a second set of weapons. We get a lot of fucking description of her second set of weapons. It's a a pair of dumb little Chris-type knives where they've got, like, punch handles. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like, ooh, these are made to look like they are part of my belt Mm -hmm. so that you don't realize they're daggers. But then when I pull them off, they've got like brass knuckle type grips to them. So you can't get them out of my hands. Yes. You won't be able to force pull these, you force pull man. Uh, And she's like, now you just got to get in close enough to do blade work. And he's like, hey, don't pull fucking weapons on me or I'll just murder you immediately. And she's like, (laughs) I don't think you understand. I'm Darth fucking Vader. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just, (laughs) look, I know I'm constantly describing myself as a raw and ridiculous badass, but I'm like, I'm like D tier (laughs) Star Wars badass. You got to understand. No one knows who I am and you're Darth Vader. So let's just be clear here. You should be more scared of Asajj Ventress and she wasn't even in the movies. (laughs) 
Uh, but anyway, yeah, it ends and she's just like, all right, I'm listening. What's your thing? And we don't know who she's supposed to kill yet. No, no idea. But I would have least... figured it was Vesvolette, but here we are. Yeah. At least we know timeline wise. It isn't that. Yeah. It could be just, I mean, it's probably just Jax. <laughs> Jax. It's just Jax. It's not going to be very interesting. I mean, obviously her path needs to cross with Jax. And then we're still not done because we have to go to Den and Loranth who are on their way to see <sighs> the Cephalon. The Cephalon, which is a ganglion-based intelligence where it's like every part of me is a different brain and I see four-dimensionally. Yeah, it's weird. Like I was saying, there, there's a lot of crutches to this writing style. To uh, I forget the name, Michael Reeves or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. uh, the person who wrote this book has a lot of obvious writing things that he does. One of them is Googling lists so we can list like four or five things of Star Wars things. Yeah. Uh, the other And another one is there are two kinds of things. Yes. And then going, and, and this is one of them where this whole section is just Den and Loranth walking around. It opens weird. It opens with Den being like, hey, Loranth, how about you give us a smile? Oh, it, no. He's just like, hey, are you always this pissed off or, you know, why are you such a piece of shit? And she's like, oh, I don't have a choice. Yeah. You see, because half of my face got burned off and one of my Leku, and I got to watch a whole bunch of Jedi die. So how about you shut the fuck up, uh, huh? Oh, did you want to hear my entire backstory, too? It's backstory week here on Great British Baking Show. <laughs> yeah, I live in Bristol, and my head got almost blown off, okay? <laughs> you're Sulliston, right? I bet you're going to win at Sulliston week. What's it like to be Sulliston? <laughs> how do you pronounce this? <laughs> baking show this season i love it i, I would die for giuseppe and jürgen but i'm so sick of hearing about how they're italian and german respectively it's uh, just all that anyone has to say at least the last episode two two times noel was like you know i'm german you are no that was his whole fucking joke and he did it bit. twice and somehow that's still better than anything matt lucas has ever done ever <laughs> Oh, oh, the hatred for Matt Lucas. He's awful. I mean, maybe he's funny if you're British, because like 90% of his work is just impressions of British accents. Well, so 90% of the time, it's just him going, oh, I'm a gormless warlock. You've got a half hour left, you do. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know if you're making fun of a particular type of British people. I don't know what this is. <laughs> uh, well, you should watch the German version of it. They only have one host because uh, it's more efficient. That would be much better. Eins, I would zwei, eins, zwei. <laughs> far prefer that uh anyway yes so den feels properly abashed at being like oh yeah sorry ah, I, crap i'm a piece of shit i do realize that it has been not that long since everyone you knew has died and you got horribly scarred and mutilated but have you ever considered these streets they're so <laughs> have you ever considered these nuts <laughs> uh these <laughs> nuts <laughs> Sullistan these nuts. <laughs> Wait, that make we Sullistan on nuts. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but well, you could Zeltron these nuts. Wait, I mean, on is at the end of that, so it kind of sounds like it should be something, but I don't know what to Zeltra is. <laughs> I'm going to Zelt these nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, fuck. So they have a quick discussion where he gains a little bit of more respect for her situation. Then he asks her, hey, who's the person we got to talk to? Who's the whiplash agent that's active right now? And she's like, it's the Cephalon. And then that's when he finally goes, ah, shit, there are two kinds of people in this galaxy. People who have no decords, so spinal columns with brains on top, and ganglion types. And I don't like them ganglios. Yeah, and it's not like a hive mind. Oh, no, I-5 told me that's wrong. Yeah, that's a different thing. And also, huts are different, too. Huts aren't ganglial, and they also aren't no decords, because they they have uh, their brains are basically little cellular packets scattered all around their bodies. Yeah, they have a non-centralized intelligence. Yes, but, but ganglion it's is why you get you know that hut that had half of his head cut off and he's still fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, Gardula or uh, uh, anyway, um, ganglial intelligence is more like every individual part of a single entity is individually intelligent. Yeah. So, like, you're you're a walk-around type guy. You're like, oh, I'm a human, but my hand is smart, and so is my other hand. I'm like Vampire Hunter D over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except with both hands and also my yeah. feet. Vampire Hunter D's nuts. <laughs> it's hard to separate the concept from still just being a hive mind. If you're like, well, okay, then a ganglia is just like Voltron in attack form, where there's like a person in each one of his hands and feet, and they're all like, hey, we're also here. We also have thoughts and ideas. Like, no, that's a hive mind. That's five intelligences. Well, a hive mind would be if all five were controlling 
like the same thing, but it'd be like, oh, one brain controls this finger and the brain that controls like the eyes can't be like, hey, finger, why don't you do a thing? Because the finger can be like, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he doesn't like the cephalon, which is because it's weird. To it's him. weird. It's weird. And as you mentioned, John mentioned he has spoken to I5 about them before. And I5 just made it worse by being like, oh, yeah, they're they're weird. They uh, they don't have names because they see in fourth dimensional time. And he's like, that's not a good enough excuse for why they don't have names. No, they don't have names because they're not one individual entity. Yeah, but he literally linked it to the whole concept of they see in four dimensions and then explained that to to Dan at great length. Where he's like, look behind you. You see that car? That's your past. You see that trash can? That's your future. Okay, now I'm going to spin you around. Now that's your past and that's your future. Uh, you get it? They see time the way you might see things spatially. And he's like, I do not understand that. And I was like... All right, man, that's fine. <laughs> well, you just have to read some some books that will explain it to you. Uh, to, to use the Star Trek system, you should probably work read, I don't know, Slaughterhouse-Five. Uh, Look, what I need you and, to do right now... Gorgax the Distrobulator. <laughs> what I need you to do is imagine four balls on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> While I was saying Slaughterhouse-Five, I was casting around for a second example of famous literature about how fourth dimensional time travel is a pain in the ass and oh, coming 12 up monkeys maybe 12 monkeys was the only thing I, I didn't remember who directed it so i was out of my <laughs> now i do now you know <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story yeah so anyway he doesn't want to meet the cephalon he doesn't like him them, nah. it it there the, there's a whole section in this chapter about how pronouns for the cephalon are complicated i appreciate that we're, we're leaning into some non-binary species i mean he goes through a lot and is like, I don't know what to use. And I'm like, you should probably use they, given that it is a collection of separate entities. Uh, you could also just not use a pronoun and just call it the Cephalon when needed. Uh, because that is what they have told you there to call them. Well, I mean, I don't know that we get what they have said. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's like, hey, look, Cephalon as a, as a species are inscrutable and complicated and weird and don't make any sense to anyone else and everyone finds them unsettling. But one thing about them is true. They don't like oppression and they do like helping people escape from oppression. Yep. And, so, you know, they've got so many different brains to help them out with that. Yeah, so... So, uh, unfortunately, we're not going to meet the Cephalon. Nope. That's just the end of the chapter is him being like, I don't want to meet the Cephalon. I'll look down and whisper. It's very hard to whisper that. Anyway. Yeah. The last thing we have is checking in with Reinen who is, we find out now, just totally shirking his, his uh, responsibility and just finding out about fucking uh, Jedi shit. So Ryan, it was mentioned in like the first two chapters what his deal is beyond just being an Elamine who's kind of a dour, shitty dude. Uh, he used to be Vader's aide de camp. Yep. Which is interesting because Vader's only in year one, so this guy did not have that job for long. No. Um, and He had a ton of power and he was used to having the power and wielding it well. Uh, he, and even now, so we do know that it, at some point he has felt Vader's like force choke. So he's definitely fucked up at least once. Yes. Uh, now the, the reason he's on this side now isn't so much that he didn't like Vader, but rather, uh, Vader's ship was going down and he chose to escape the ship rather than die with it. Yeah. He was like, look, Jax had, uh, sabotaged the ship. It was going to not be able to take off and he had set explosives for the factory where they were so unless he had you know thrown in with jacks and gone with them he was just gonna be vaporized yes so he was like all right well fuck it going with these idiots is better than death unfortunately while that's probably true it's not like the kind of thing that vader's gonna forgive no so he's, he's not gonna be like ah oh, i understand self-preservation will be like you have failed me for the last time exactly <laughs> <laughs> so so that's pretty much the uh the end of him so he threw in with his uh, presumable enemies just to stay alive a little longer that's why he's so dour and grumpy but we learn a new dimension of him in this chapter yes he's shirking his responsibilities he's not dealing with the port instead he's jumped onto wikipedia to do some research into what gives people force powers so he can try and get some because he never wants anyone to push him around ever again. Yeah, because he, you know, was intoxicated with the power he got from being the aide to Vader. Because mm -hmm. he was just ridiculously important and could do whatever as long as he was doing it in the name of mm -hmm. Vader. 
I'm sorry, I'm picturing Vader Aid as his <laughs> as his old title because <laughs> he had so many electrolytes, <laughs> so many electrolytes <laughs> on his chest plate. Those little electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> those are my those are my Vader Aids. <laughs> uh, but now he's like, okay, well now I'm just like the fifth place guy in this ramshackle bullshit uh, group of people. And I don't like it, and I want out. But the one thing I like, and that I wish that I had, having been around Vader, is the Force. Because he's like, look, I was around Vader for a long time, and he was an absolute badass that could do whatever he wanted. Now I'm around two more Force users, and again, they're super badass and can do a bunch of shit that I can't, and, you know get respect that I would never be able to have. I want that. Now, this is the chance for him to launch into yet another... There are two kinds of things, where in this case, there are two theories about how the Force works. And Weirdly, both of them are midichlorians. They're just both midichlorians. One of them is that midichlorians gather around you if you have the Force. The other one is you gather midichlorians around you, and that's the Force. Yeah, it's your midichlorian count is what gives you the Force, or the Force is what gives you your midichlorian count. Yeah, they're not. They're, both of them are just midichlorians, though. And the reason that they're both just midichlorians is because he has sent away the Star Wars equivalent of fucking twenty three and me to get his to get his midichlorian count read at one point. Yeah, and he is very much not high in midichlorians. Two thousand midichlorian points per cell, where I think the the established average for like a real Jedi is way up in the hundreds of thousands. Oh yeah, I mean, if you want to go off of someone's dumb bullshit thing for yoda it was like, like two million. million or some shit yeah, that was that 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 card that had it wrong yeah was the whole story there um but yes he's like well i'm not able to be a force user even if i wanted to go through the training but i found a thing that's like in my various i don't know google searchings and whatnot mm -hmm. that i've come up an old transmission from some jedi to the Jedi Masters here about how they found a plant that if you get injected with its uh, various, like, essence, you get force power, mm -hmm. like, even more than you would if you already had it. I looked it up just so we wouldn't get any tweets. Anakin has 21,000 uh, midichlorians per cell, per cell unit. Great. So he has something like one-tenth what Anakin has. Great. Which is nuts, because Anakin is like the far and away the most powerful, surpassing every single person there's ever been. I would think that even one-tenth Anakin is still like a, good. a little Jedi. Yeah, you know, move some stuff with your mind, maybe. Just a tiny bit. Anyway, yeah, one of my favorite things about the Clone Wars era setting is that every single person they mention is a Jedi uh, that you know. Because when John said a couple of fucking Jedi, he meant Barriss Offee and Luminara Undulai. Yes. Who are, who are known Jedi who have appeared in media properties before. And they were on, I don't remember what the planet was. Drongar. Dr that's right, Drongar, because it's a planet that Den's was on. It's when, when Den and, and I-5 were mash, uh, they were on Drongar. <laughs> they were mashing on Drongar. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, <laughs> So so now he's like, oh, I could probably ask Dan about that because he's been to Drongar, but mostly he's like a slicer. His whole deal is that he's a Star Wars space hacker. So he's like trying to decrypt this old message about uh, this this plant in, uh, injection you can get called Boda. Yeah. Hey, John. Boda D's There it is. <laughs> anyway. I'm just so I'm waving my eyebrows I at know. you as hard as I could. I know. <laughs> uh, but and yes, the, the whole thing with it is, though, He's like, oh, I can try and find some more information. And of course, I'm going to hack around and try to find some stuff and maybe see if there's any record of it or maybe if a sample of it survived. But I can't ask Jax or Loranth because we've established that Reinen is super paranoid. And he's like, oh, I assume that any Force user is going to be uh, completely like, no, no one should have the Force unless they have the Force. Fuck you, I'm very protective of it. Which is weird, because that's not the case in the slightest. It's more like no one should have the Force unless they've had decades of training to stop them from murdering everyone they love and immediately becoming a Sith. Yeah. So, he just assumes, oh, if I tell them about this, they'll either try to talk me out of it or go out of their way to stop me from getting it. Yeah. So he's like, I gotta keep this on the DL. Yeah, I'm gonna get the drug by myself. So he's not necessarily like, I'm gonna get the... I mean, granted, the chapter does end with him being like, and I'm gonna get that drug, and I'm gonna get my for myself the forest, and then they'll see. They'll all see. No one will push me around. Yeah, which is kind of like a, a dark twist to it. But at first I was like, this dude just wants the force because he's scared, not because he's like wanting to take over. 
But no, he's definitely... No, he's power hungry. He yeah, wants he's it power. because he enjoyed the power he had as the aide to, Va- as the Vader, to aid. Vader. As the yeah. Vader. I, didn't, I don't want to say Vader aid. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's wrong with Vader aid? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he misses the power, and now he's like, uh, I want real power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now with more midichlorians, so you can keep working. Uh, all right, so uh, so that's the end of that chapter. And that's it. That's it? That was the end of the second chapter? Yes. We're done? Oh, okay. Well, uh, the first part of the second chapter is more ganglion bullshit. That's right. It was just, and yeah, more cephalon crap, but we don't need to keep going into that. It was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Especially because we haven't friggin' met the cephalon yet. It's a lot of cephalon getting you ready for this, this, this thing. Yeah, it's going to prep you because I assume they're going to try and make him as wacky and weird as possible. It's funny to me that cephalon more or less means the head. Yeah. And also they're like, well, uh, many other people just call them heads or the heads because they're just like or the talking heads <laughs> or herman's head but that they're one the same da- as they ever were the one that's dating herman <laughs> really D- dating peewee herman oh i i was going with the monsters <laughs> not me i was going with peewee herman you want to yeah. go with like a third famous herman can you come up with one real quick uh, uh herman's hermits that that one the the thing the the album or the band or whatever that was yeah yeah they did uh something yeah they did some song yeah i'm sure they did they definitely did <laughs> so happy together maybe yeah look like- i don't know i'm <laughs> not gonna look it up i could look forward to our new music podcast jeff and john don't know anything about music and trail off over and over again <laughs> jeff and john know the worst possible dumbest no one cares things about music let's talk about third wave ska <laughs> i've got six hours queued finally up. <laughs> i have more to say about third wave ska than there is third wave ska <laughs> Uh, that's it we're done thank you so much for listening remember that patreon thing we mentioned a long time ago in this very same episode go there do you remember patreon.com slash system mastery that two dollar level well by god if you do that you can go there get on our rss feed it's going to give you our shows but also our bonus content such as expanded expounded universe where we go to wikipedia we find goofity nonsense stuff we don't know stuff you don't know well you might know you probably know someone nerds you fucking nerds someone on our discord recently told me how many individual objects are currently in the rss feed for the the uh, patreon which isn't all the work that we've ever done it's it's all the stuff that we've put on there since we started having a patreon at all yeah there are 1015 things great we've made a well over a thousand and fifteen things in the course of our making this show. Yes, So indeed. if you would like access to a ton of crap, it's a great deal. Yep, you get access to that, you get access to the System Mastery bonus content, and of course, if you go up to the $5, you get everything, the Afterthought Monthly Show, access to the private channels in the Discord, mm-hmm. and the TV Mastery, and uh, it's all there. It's all there for you. All of our private These Nuts jokes. <laughs> you want all of those? <laughs> the most scintillating of these Nuts. I'm kidding. I'm saying that in jest. Ingest these nuts. <laughs> still not my favorite. My favorite is still the the the, 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 Muppet, driver. the Muppet that drives the taxi. Hey, John, do you remember the name of the Muppet that drives the taxi in the Great Muppet Caper? Who, Beauregard? Bo, regard these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you for sticking with it for this length of time and yep. all this dumb bullshit we've been saying. <laughs> what the fuck was any of that? Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. I've been Elan Sleesbogiano. And I... Butts, butts, butts. Butts, butts, butts.